and hello everybody to this special Halloween edition of <laughs> We Saint It, yo. The theme song that you're listening to is actually the theme song from Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, this movie pretty much haunted all of our nightmares because the character haunted all of our neighbor, uh, nightmares. On this week's episode, we're going to go over round one of Scarefest Part 1 2016. And uh, we hope you enjoy. And hello, everybody, everybody. Hello, and welcome to We Synced It. I Synced It. Yes, it is a weekly podcast that focuses on movies, TV, and all entertainment in between. I am one of your hosts, Pat. And this is Kev. This is Anthony. Yo, and how's everybody doing today on this lovely after, I don't know, after Hurricane After Everything Day? (laughs) Well, uh, we actually didn't record. We want to apologize to everyone. We didn't record an episode uh, that that should have been released today. Yeah, I hope you guys weren't holding your breaths because of breathlessness. But uh, the reason why we didn't record, because we didn't know if we were actually going to get hit by Matthew or not. Yeah. So we decided to better be safe than sorry. So we prepared and decided to postpone the episode. But everything's back to normal now. Don't forget, we're in the month of October. Yep. Our favorite month of the year. Mm -hmm. Doing nothing but horror movies. As we're recording this, we got Halloween playing on the TV. Yeah. And uh, we're going to go over Scarefest. Part one, 2016. Um, I've already uploaded the photo of round one on uh, the We Seen to Facebook page, Instagram, and Twitter. And what we're going to do is go down this list uh, bracket style, like if it was a sport championship or something. And we're going to list off the winners of the horror movies that were listed in round one. Uh, and then we're going to focus on one of those brackets. And then uh, we'll just go from there. So if you guys look at the photo that's uh, uploaded on all of our social media pages, uh, first bracket is hashtag, the category I should say, is hashtag uh, squad goals versus the other category, home sweet home. So on squad goals, we had the Lost Boys versus uh, the Monster Squad. Yeah. Uh, Basically, the movie that that uh, moves moves on to the second round is the lost boys yeah you guys want to talk about really quick why lost boys beat out monster squad um well the reason why i picked the lost boys is because uh i was looking back thinking back um to the last time i saw lost boys and the monster squad and i feel that and although monster squad you actually see a, a group of kids getting together and you know uh fighting crime, whatever, fighting monsters. Lost Boys, it was like you didn't have to see them get together because they was already friends. It was just one more person who, were being, who was being added to the fold kind of thing. And, I mean, you had the Corys in the movie. Or one Cory. How many Corys was in that movie? It was movie? both. It was both Corys in both the movie. Corys. I mean, and, uh, yeah, that's the, that's the reason why I picked it. I also agree with you, but I think Monster Squad, I think that was the first time you had all the original Universal Monsters in one film. Mm-hmm. That's the only nod that you could give that other movie. 
Um, what I loved about The Lost Boys is just the fact that, yeah, there's kids fighting monsters in both movies, but in The Lost Boys, man, like, their life was on the line. <laughs> yeah. Like, that shit, the, and the scene... And those vampires yeah. do not just bite your neck. They will rip your skull <laughs> off. And they went all out, man. They filled up a tub with holy water. They put garlic in it. Oh, yeah. They had water guns filled with holy water. Like, they went all out. It was kind of like you watch the movie, and as terrifying as it is, you wish you kind of did that. You yeah. wish you were part of that that little squad. Mm-hmm. With the monster squad, it was like these helpless little kids. Like, they really had didn't yeah. have anything the to defend that themselves. Had, uh, that that uh that gave me knowledge was the fact that um the whole thing about silver bullets and the uh, werewolves i think we had that talk before <laughs> i'm like i did not know before i watched the monster squad about the silver bullets and werewolves i didn't know about that they they gave me well a, silver bullets you mean silver bullets and vampires no no because we knew about silver bullets and werewolves no i didn't know about that before monster squad i didn't know about that before monster squad oh okay no, because I think we were watching, what movie were we watching? And you were like, wait a minute, I thought Silver Bullets was for werewolves. And what movie was that? Was were, it Blade? It or? could have been Blade. Because I remember, yeah, we had, that, we had that conversation. No, it was, uh, we were watching uh, What We Do in the Shadows. Yeah, and he puts on that silver necklace. Yeah, because I was like, yo, when, like, when did Silver Bullets, I mean, Silver, affect uh, fucking vampires? I thought it was only for werewolves. But it's actually, yeah, it's been like that since the beginning. If you watch the original, original black and white Dracula, they also mention that. Oh, silver? Yeah. Hmm. Yes, you know. All right. So from the squad goals uh, category, Lost Boys moves on to the next round. Mm -hmm. Shout out like a ding, ding uh, (laughs) sound effect. Um, Tap your glass. Ding, ding. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. Uh. In that bracket, the next category was Home Sweet Home. Um, This was Beetlejuice versus Poltergeist. So basically, houses that are haunted. Um, And the winner for this uh, category was Beetlejuice. Um, I really liked Poltergeist. I thought Poltergeist was actually a pretty creepy movie. Um, It got straight to the point about ghosts haunting their house. I thought it was cool. the you know the fact that the reason why everything was happening was that this house was built on this like ancient indian uh burial ground um but you guys wanted you guys liked beetlejuice though yeah Yeah. so why did uh why did you guys think beetlejuice was better i just i don't know it just has i think it's more iconic than uh, poltergeist everything about it uh, the music in in the movie Mm -hmm. danny elfman composed it um it's and then it has that that usual Danny uh I mean Tim Burton style of filming where everything's just really weird. Yeah, that goth that gothic yeah. look. Like that whole movie was. I mean And then I think and then Michael Keane killed it. Yeah, yeah that, that was probably I think that was probably one of his mm-hmm. best. I mean he went from roles. that to Batman. <laughs> or was it from Batman to that? No, it was Beetle I think it was Beetlejuice and then Batman. Yeah. Yeah. Because a lot of people were saying that, like, Beetlejuice is going to be uh, Bruce Wayne. Like, yeah. And Mr. Mom, really? Oh, I like that movie. I got that movie. <laughs> the only reason I have that movie at my house is because uh, Papa John's a long time ago was like dinner in a movie. And they said, well, you get to pick a movie. And if you order a pizza, they didn't. They only had uh, Mr. Mom. So I got that movie. It's a good movie. <laughs> it's a good movie if you're watching that movie, man. 
All right. So Beetlejuice knocks out Poltergeist, moves on to the next round. So I guess on the next episode, we'll see who wins between Lost Boys and Beetlejuice. Mm-hmm. Um, next bracket. Uh, first category in the next bracket is Steady Hands, which was uh, Blair Witch versus Paranormal Activity. Um, Paranormal Activity, I think, was a creepy film. Um, it kind of followed the same pattern as Blair Witch because they don't really show what is scaring you. Yeah. Uh, you just kind of see it in the background and everything. But I think we kind of unanimously picked Blair Witch. I think Blair Witch has yeah. to win because they created the formula. Yeah. They created the formula. And um, when it came out, I mean, there was not, there was nobody out there who did not think that it was real. Yeah. Like, when it came out, the only reason... The only reason I went to go see it is because people were saying, yo, man, there's a documentary that's out in movie theaters. And I'm like, oh, well, let me go take a look at it. And I left the movie theater, and I was like, nah, that can't be real. <laughs> I'm like, yo, this is some crazy shit. Yeah, and Blair Witch. found out that it was fake. It kind of hurt. <laughs> my mom thought it was real. My mom, I remember, we were all talking about it. Because my sister went to go see it with her friends. Mm-hmm. My brother and I didn't get to go see it. We saw the movie like... We rented it, right? We rented it. Yeah. But we didn't get to see it also, in theaters. You're, you're already... You're after the bubble. Yeah. So everybody already so knew it was real. Oh, we, it was fake. we saw it after the fact. But I remember... We were all at McDonald's one day, and my my sister, this was like the day after my sister had seen it, she was telling us about the movie and why it was so scary and all of that, and then my mom said, oh, you know, it's based on a true story, and I was like, and I was a little kid, but I was like, no, mom, it's not real, and she's like, yeah, it is, I'm like, do you think it's right that this studio is making millions of dollars off of these missing kids that they still haven't found, like, that's not right, <laughs> and then that same year, it was the MTV Movie Awards, and the actors from the movie were the presenters mm-hmm. for one of the categories, and I was like, look, that's the people, and uh, my mom was like, oh, okay, and then, then we rented the movie at Blockbuster, and I remember watching the movie in my dad's, in my parents' room, and I was terrified to walk back to my room, like, all the lights were turned off. And I couldn't walk back to my room. And then I don't know. I don't know if you guys have seen it on DVD, mm-hmm. but all the special features make it seem like it's a real documentary and that they're missing. Really? Like if you watch the special feature features, it's like interviews of like their family and friends talking about how they miss them. Well, that's and, dope. Yeah. Like they go all out in like trying to make people believe that it's real. You know, real. there's a new one uh, and it's supposed to be not a remake of the original, but no, it's supposed sequel. to be a, yeah, a sequel. And uh, from people who've seen it, who I know, they said that they enjoyed it. I haven't seen it yet, but um, they said that they enjoyed it. Yeah, we got to check that one out. Yeah. All right. So Blair Witch knocks out Paranormal Activity. Um, In that same bracket, we have the next category, Freaky Stuff, which is Hostile versus Saw. Um, I'm not a big fan of torture porn movies. Um, Saw, to me wasn't really that scary it was just more gory but the same thing happened with hostile although hostile i felt like there were more scenes that yeah. were like super difficult to watch like i think the the scene where the kid is handcuffed to the chair and the guy's like mutilating his achilles oh, yeah. tendon Ugh. and like just the kid's reaction like his face how he reacts and you don't know what's going on you don't know what the doctor's doing that i think is good heart because it's that question in the back of your mind, like, what the fuck is he doing to him? Because he opened the door for him. He says, you can leave if you want. And yeah. then he gets <laughs> up and falls down like a tree. I was like, holy shit. That was fucked up. 
But yeah, hostile. And that whole scene with the what you call it that the kid who got his Achilles tendon uh, ripped ripped off, and uh, I think it was one of his, one of the girls who also got tortured and killed. When his friend ended up trying to look for him, they gave him a picture of his friend and that chick, and they were standing next to like some type of tower. And says, "Oh yeah, they ran off with each other," but you could see the look on their face, like, "Yeah, those two were dead." They just <laughs> held up two dead bodies, and they just put took a picture of them, like photoshopped them next to like some type of uh, Eiffel Tower. I don't know what what country it was, but I know for a fact that that movie prevented a lot of Americans from going overseas. Yeah. And I think that was our first introduction to Eli Roth. Yeah. Um, one thing that I read online um, was that Hostel technically is based on not actual events, but like inspired by stuff that happens in real life. Because what I read online was that he actually traveled the world and heard all these stories about rich businessmen that go to like like Thailand yeah. and places like that. And what they do is they find a, a really poor family. They'll put them in a room and say, like, they'll go to the dad and say, like, I'll give you a million dollars right now if you shoot the rest of your family or if you shoot the youngest child or something like that. Yeah. I've and heard about that. Eli Roth wanted to make this movie about that, but he didn't want to make it too accurate because he didn't want it like he didn't want to be like followed or tracked down. So he kind of changed the story around, made it more of like a European style and changed the characters and all of that. So I think that to me stuck with me more than Saw, which is just, you know, like a fic- pure fictional story. Yeah. Actually, I think that original would have been real terrifying. <laughs> Ugh. Oh, my God. This world. Rich people, man. <laughs> uh, in that same bracket. We have the next category, which is Father's Day, The Shining versus Amityville Horror. Reason why we called it Father's Day, it's really just father going crazy. Yeah. Um, we unanimously unanimously uh, picked The Shining. You guys want to talk talk about The Shining? I mean, it's The Shining, everybody. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, I think the only people who don't like it are fans of St- Stephen, Stephen King. Stephen King does not like yeah. it. Really. If you're a fan of the <laughs> Stephen King novel, then you don't like the movie. Um, I remember someone told me that they didn't like the actual uh, uh, movie just because they read the book, and I'm like, I don't give a fuck, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, you don't like the you don't like the movie because it, it, it jeers away from uh, from the book, dude. That movie is dope as shit. I mean, I mean, what what, what jeers away from it? Um, the whole thing about the the father who who's a killer, that's on point. Uh, the whole thing about snowing and the the garden—that's not on point. Uh, what else is on point? I don't know what else. But well, what's was... what's not on point is the fact that Jack Nicholson's trying to kill his family and ends up dying. In the book, hmm. he tries to kill his family and then, in the last minute, decides to save them. So it's kind of like rated PG if you really think about. Like the book, I think is rated PG compared to the movie. The movie, I think, really? is like a lot more graphic and a lot more. Like he's just trying to kill them, period, and he's not going to yeah. stop until he does it. Yeah, it's the way it should be. And <laughs> I think that that maze scene that happens at the end does not happen at all in the book. No, because and the that scene was brilliant. To come to life and stuff. Yeah, there was a there was a uh, a made for TV movie that was directed by Stephen King of The Shining, and it was like a three night event. Oh, he directed it. I think so. I'm I'm gonna say yeah, even <laughs> though it might uh, it probably uh, it's probably no. 
But I'm going to say, but, yeah. Yeah, but that one was more accurate to the and book. And that one was a total letdown. Yeah. Because I watched that and I was like, yeah. And then I didn't even finish. It, didn't it, it was not scary. I saw all three giving it the benefit of the doubt, and it was not scary at all. The kid was like, like really dorky, and he talked like this, like he had like a lisp, and you know, in in the original Shining, you see him talking to himself, yeah, and he has like the little finger, and he starts yeah. talking like this. In the that TV miniseries, he's actually talking to his future self, and it's like a nerdy guy with glasses, and he's like. Danny, you gotta go help out mom or something, and like everything was just watered down. It was just really sad. Stephen King, man, just stick to books. <laughs> Unless somebody adap- uh, adaptate, adapts, adapt. Wow, what the hell? Adaptapes, adaptapes. <laughs> let us let somebody adapt your your novels into movies, even though you may not like it. I don't think any novelist really likes when people do that kind no. of stuff. They have, you got to make changes. Yeah. If you really want to make a movie based off of like a famous novel, that movie's going to be like seven hours long. Oh, yeah. Definitely. And that's so. just going to be part one. <laughs> it's going to be a... Uh, but boy. that being said, I can't wait for it. Oh, yeah. Remake. I'm definitely... Uh, I can't wait for that movie. And that's another Stephen King. I don't... Did he... I'm, how much input did he have on this movie? Oh, I don't know. Because I, I know he didn't have that much input on the last one. No, I don't know. All Steve right. King's a, a creepy guy, <laughs> and you know he's due, man. He's due for another book because I don't even think he's come, he's come out with anything recently. Well, he helped write that Hulu um, original series. Freakish? No, the the one, oh. the one with James Franco that he goes back in time. Oh, he helped yeah. he helped write that with J.J. Uh, Abrams. Oh, okay. <laughs> eh, I mean. <laughs> Yeah, they can do it. All right. <laughs> well, when we talking about JJ? No, we're talking about James Franco about a movie that he came out with that was trash. Palo Alto. Yeah, that's the one that I saw. I did not like it. I didn't see it. Watered down. Hoopla, man. <laughs> Just a, a whole lot of hoopla. Okay. Um, the next uh, category that was in that same bracket, I'm just going to list the names, but we'll get back to it because we're, this episode is going to focus on those two movies. Um, the name of the category is By the Numbers, and it's Seven versus Silence of the Lambs. We'll get into that later. Um, next bracket, I mean, or yeah, the next bracket, first category is Continue, question mark. And uh, that's Silent Hill versus Resident Evil. We decided to do a category for uh, horror video games that transitioned into horror movies. And the winner out of Silent Hill versus Resident Evil came out Silent Hill. Um, I was the only one who picked uh, Resident, Resident Evil. Evil. Why'd you like Resident Evil more? Um, the first one. I liked it. It was that whole... It was basically... Uh, <laughs> it was basically what movie? Uh, the Raid. Before The Raid. They're all stuck in that one little building and they had to get out. Hey. <laughs> um, they all had to get out. It was a cool movie. Um, what's that, what's that? What's that girl's name? Michelle Rodriguez or uh, Mila Mila, Mila jo- Jokovic. Jokovic? Mila Jokovic was in it, and uh, this was a uh, post of Final No oh, Fantastic Five. Oh. Fifth Element. Was, <laughs> um, it was post. Yo, it was post Fifth Element, and um, she was already like, uh, yo, she was already looking good to me. So when she was in this movie, I was like, all right. But you know she got that role because her her husband directed the movie. Doesn't matter. 
<laughs> she was a nice fit to the to the role of I don't know who she was supposed to be. Silent Hill. To tell you the truth, actually, neither of these movies I remember that well. I just remember I think I thought like thinking Resident Evil felt more like an action movie than a horror movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Silent Hill felt more like a horror movie than an action movie. I think yeah. that's the reason why I picked Silent Hill. Um, I remember seeing Silent Hill Part Two with Pat. Yeah, and there was a scene with the nurses, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, but that was like the only thing I liked no. about the whole movie. No, remember the ending, the credits. The credits. The credits, the credits was the best was part. The dopest part of the whole, of the whole movie. <laughs> I fell asleep halfway through the movie when I woke up. The credits were rolling. I was like, "Oh, that's pretty cool." Yeah, it was. Um, the credits were uh, the nurses going against. Uh, they were all fighting. Against, but they, but they all look like wax figures. Yeah, at the end, it was the nurse. It was the nurses going against that uh, the wax doll, that dollhouse that the. Uh, that the one of the people walked into. I think it was, it was all the characters. Like I think it was just all the characters made out of wax. But I think they were kind of recreating scenes from the movie. Maybe. No. 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 Because no. remember there was that one scene in, in part two that was real cool when they went into the the whole model. One person went into like a model like museum or something like that, and there was like these a bunch of uh, lost uh, hikers or whatever who one of them was trapped in there. And they were just turning her body into one of those uh, mannequins, and you see her start to scream, and this ma- and this monster grabs her head, twists it off as soon as she dies, puts it on his body, and then she starts screaming some more, and I, I was like, yo, that's pretty dope. And then you see that same figure in the credits fighting the the what you call it the the nurses, but it was yeah, it was just like wax figure. They were just. The camera was just going around a wax figure of the mannequin fighting the nurses. They must have known that that was the coolest part of the whole movie and said, let's give them this. (laughs) All right. So Silent Hill knocks out Resident Evil. And next category in that bracket is B is for brains, which is obviously a zombie uh, category. And our choices were 28 Days Later versus Dawn of the Dead. Now, we respect horror movies. We know the original Dawn of the Dead is a classic. We decided to choose the remake directed by Zack Snyder because those zombies run. Uh-huh. They're not slow walking zombies. And the infected people in 28 Days Later also run and they haul ass. Yeah. So that's the reason why we chose those two because I, I think we pretty much all agree a running zombie is a lot scarier than a walking zombie. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, Card- we ended up- cardio, man. Number, <laughs> the number one rule, cardio. Zombie Man. land, yeah. <laughs> which they're making a part two of. Um, so, twenty eight days later, ended up knocking out Dawn of the Dead, and why? Uh, there's something about foreign films that, and the way Danny Boyle uh, directed this film, it just seems a lot scary because that guy, uh, what's his name? Killian Murphy. Yeah. Like in the beginning you, you really believe that he's by himself on, in London or wherever. Yeah. in, In London. And once, um, I don't know. There's, there's so many memorable scenes that terrify me compared to the Dawn of the Dead. Uh, the scene where he's in the apartment building and i think they're either running upstairs or downstairs and they're getting chased by the infected people that's just one scene another scene is the underground tunnel when they're trying to switch out the the flat tire Mm. and you see all these rats coming their way and they have no idea what's going on 
and and when they finally see the oh yeah like what's chasing what's chasing yeah like you're you're actually like you're like inside you're like okay these guys gotta go a little faster a little faster and And you you and it's funny because you you can't really see the zomb the infected people running that well but you see their shadows uh, along the wall and it grows larger so you know they're getting closer so that right there is like a good way to like show suspense and also one thing i i did like was And I had never seen that in a horror movie was somebody getting infected without making any contact with anybody. And it was the guy that looks up at the dead body and a drop lands right into his eye. And he's just fucked from that point on. I had never seen that in a movie, which is. And he knew he knew he was infected because he looks at his daughter and he says, I love you. Yeah. He's like, stand back. stand back. She's like, well, what's wrong? She's walking to him. He's like, no, 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 no. Don't get close. Don't get close. Because he knows he's going to start transforming soon. What I thought was cool was that the fact that they're not necessarily like zombies, like the traditional, like I'm going to die and then come back to life. It was just infected people. But I think 28 days later is probably the most realistic telling of if there was ever a zombie apocalypse it's going to be like that because it's just it's a virus that's spreading and what causes the virus is rage that's all it is they're basically what they're trying to say is like rage is so powerful that it can take you over and we see this shit happen all the time when you see people when you see videos of people experiencing like road rage in la like dude the fact that they stopped their car got out and attacked this other driver yeah, because of something so simple, like dude, it's already it's happening. Built up. It's, it's already built happening. Up. Yeah. So that, I I thought that was a really cool aspect. Um, I love the fact that the movie was super low budget because it influences you know filmmakers like us <clears throat> to want to go out and make movies. Because Danny Boyle made this movie for just a couple thousand dollars. It wasn't really that expensive. He used really cheap digital cameras. He there's only one scene, and it's the last scene in the movie in which he actually uses a real cinematic camera. But for the whole movie, he used digital cameras and like cheap like cameras that you could get like at Best Buy, like cheap little camcorders. And for the scene where he's walking around in London, how they shot that was he actually did get permission to stop traffic. But like it was for like 10 minutes. So he loaded up the whole street with digital cameras and he said, we got to do this fast. So they put they set up all their cameras. They got the, the shot of him walking down the street. And what they did was they got it from like 10 different angles. So it could look like he's walking for a long period of time when really it's just the same shot from different angles. And then traffic went back to normal. They continued filming. Did he get permission or did he do that gorilla? No, he got he got, oh, he, he did got get permission. a permit. But oh. they but they told him, I think because it was so low budget, they, they told him like, OK, but you can only freeze for like this much. And it worked out. I mean, they, they made a sequel out of it. I wasn't that crazy about the sequel. But um, 28 Days Later, I think, stands out as, like, a good, like, low-budget European film. Um, Next bracket. uh, The category in the next bracket is No Glitter, which is Bram Stoker's uh, Dracula versus Interview with a Vampire. And I think it was pretty unanimous. Bram Stoker's Dracula won. Yep. What do you guys... Why do you guys think that? I mean... uh that was the first time I've ever seen, I forgot his name, the guy who's never won an Oscar before, but he was in Fifth Element. Gary he was Oldman. also Yeah, Gary Oldman. I don't think he's won an Oscar yet. No, he hasn't. He's been nominated, but he hasn't won. He's been nominated, won. yeah. Um, he's due. He's definitely due. And he's one of those characters that uh, you never know that he's in the movie until you're told that it was him. Like, what? <laughs> until you see the credits. 
what? That was you? Jesus Christ, because he really, he, yo, he must have been, he must have spent like hours in that makeup chair. Jesus Christ, he must have spent hours in there. He, I mean, he's finally getting his credits now. Like, uh, people are finally talking about him. But uh, around that time, man, I think that was in the 90s when that movie came out. Yeah. Early yeah. 90s. Yeah. And I think it was out. I think they made a joke about that movie. And I think that was the first time I saw Dracula being able to transform into, like, rats, a, a wolf, mm-hmm. a giant bat. Like, it wasn't just bats. It was, like, other things, too. The only thing that I remember about that that terrifies me to this day is um, when he was an actual big-ass bat. And it was like there was a cross that was in the in the foreground. He sets it on fire, and that right there, as a little kid, terrified me. <laughs> when I saw that trailer, I just walked into my room and just just fell asleep. Like this can't. How can you fight him? You can't even hold a cross to him because he's just gonna burn it. <laughs> he's that strong. Yeah, but I saw that movie and uh, I saw that movie a couple of years later, and. Um, that movie still holds up. Yeah, it still holds up. I like the fact if you watch the original uh, Bella Lugosi Dracula, um, the story gets straight to the point really quick. You don't really know much of his backstory. I like the fact Francis Ford Coppola, the guy that directed Godfather, directed this movie, mm-hmm. and he actually tells the story of Vlad, the Impaler, and you tell and you you see Gary Oldman and you find out that he was like this big cunning warrior, but he was like brutal and. Would people put people's heads on a, on on the sphere and mm-hmm. then, you know, um, so you realize shit. Dracula is really badass. Like it's not just this guy who's like yeah, you know, dogs like these. Like no, he's he he will mess you up. Um, Gary Oldman did an amazing job, amazing 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 job. I think that was also our first time seeing Keanu Reeves playing a dramatic role. Forgot he was in that movie. Yeah, and it was like him, like doing a British accent, but oh, it was like the Keanu Reeves, like that's talking like this. That's why I forgot about him in that movie. Because I hold that movie up with like, yeah, man, this movie's good. If you want to see a, a vampire movie, this is the movie you want to watch. You don't want to watch the Twilight. Do women even like uh, that movie? Twilight? No, no. Come on now. Which one? I'm talking about Bram Stoker. Yeah. Well, I don't know. We should do a poll. Yeah. If, if, uh, if you're a lady out there and uh, you haven't had your your pussy grabbed, <laughs> <laughs> could you please, uh, what you call it, just write us an email at uh, we it at gmail.com and tell us if you like uh, Bram Stokers compared uh. to Twilight. I mean, it's not no interview with the vampire, which they're doing a remake of that movie. I don't know why, but... Um, it's written by someone who is way older and wait, didn't he make Bram Stoker? Uh, he made uh, Dracula. Who? The the dude who who the movie is based off of, the book. No, he didn't direct it. No, no, no. Like, uh, who made who who was the one who came up with the story of Dracula? Bram Stoker. Yeah, yeah. So, compared that that guy, Bram Stoker's right. Bram what? Bram so, Stoker. That guy. <laughs> Compare him to uh, the person who actually made a interview with the vampire or Twilight, because I know those. That's are, the same writer. Yeah, yeah. It's the same writer. I mean, just the timeline <laughs> of how vampires have changed yeah. is amazing to me, because it was like they were, they were, there were some. The at one point there were some. There were basically something to run away from 
until now there's something to run away. You run to, to them. It's like, but you know what though <laughs> is Bram Stoker's Dracula, Twilight, uh, Interview with a Vampire, and Twilight are all considered like gothic romance stories. Mm-hmm. Like Bram Stoker's Dracula is actually considered like a gothic romance, and look how scary it is yeah. compared to the other two. Mm-hmm. So I think that's another reason why Bram Stoker's wins that round. Yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't know that that movie yes. was because every time I think of that movie, it just gives me chills. Yeah, because if you, re- I mean, if you watch the movie, you'll notice like Gary Oldman, like the movie Wait, really focuses on Gary Oldman's uh, love for Winona Ryder. Yeah, but how was um, Interview with the Vampire a love story? I mean, it's is it the interviewer who was in love with the fact that this guy was a vampire? No, I think he was more fascinated, but. It's all about that whole, like, love lost and love, oh, like, okay. you know, years pass and, you know, they, they're experiencing all these things and all the people that they love are no longer alive. Oh, okay. All mm-hmm. that. Um, okay, so next category in that bracket is Get Her Done. Mm-hmm. That's uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre versus The Hills Have Eyes. Yep, yep. Um, I think for this one, we kind of compared... The new and old Texas Chainsaw Massacre versus the new and old uh, Hills Have Eyes. And I think it was pretty unanimous Texas Chainsaw Massacre. One. One. Because I think nothing is more horrifying than a big dude running at you with a chainsaw. Yeah. Period. In both of those movies. I like both of those uh, <laughs> Texas Chainsaw Massacre. The first one and the second one. And uh, if you buy the second one, I'm not really sure the they remake? still do this. The yeah, the remake. Oh, okay. Yeah, the remake. If, uh, if you buy the remake... They actually give you like uh, pictures from uh, yeah. the set. I'm not sure if it's is it from the set or is it from like they try to make it look like it's the actual case. I yeah, think. but it's not. <laughs> but they gave you pictures. They uh, what else did they give you? They gave you documents. They gave you uh, locations. They gave you uh, dossiers and all that other stuff. And on top of that, the cover is actually it looks like it had like blood splatter on it. And I remember a lot of people thought in the remake the that last uh scene where you see the the officer uh in the house and the recording he's like oh um like he's investigating like the basement and it's yeah. like a black and white grainy film yeah a lot of people thought that was an actual like an, real footage mm-hmm. caught from this house because if you uh if you look at the original poster the 1974 poster toby toby hooper actually put based on a true story or something like that. Yeah. So a lot of people thought this story w- was real, which is pretty interesting. Yeah. Because it was actually influenced yeah, by, by serial Ed, killers, yeah, but not Ed. like detailed. Yeah, like, serial killers. Killers. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, Texas Chainsaw, I think Leatherface has to be like one of the most intimidating characters of a movie. Yeah. Like, there's no way you can try to stop that. Dude, like, if like he's coming six, at eight? you, you're running. He's like 6'8", right? He's, he's he's big, but, like, also big, like, linebacker big. Mm-hmm. And then he's got a chainsaw, which can cut through, like, anything but, like, steel. So, And he ain't too bright, so yeah. there's no reasoning with him. <laughs> you want to know, you wanna know the, the story of how the chainsaw became the weapon? Toby Hooper, at the time, was, he said he was at, at a Sears. And he said it was around Christmas time or something like that. And that it was filled with people and that he, he just wanted to get out of the store. And he was in the hardware area and he said he grabbed the chainsaw, turned it on and scared the shit out of everyone just so he can make his way out. And then he just he thought of the idea. He's like, oh, 
Wouldn't it be interesting if like the serial killer had a chainsaw as his weapon? <laughs> so that's kind of like the inspiration of why Leatherface chooses. Really? Yeah. <laughs> How long ago was this to freaking turn on a chainsaw in the middle of the Well, store? this was back in the 70s, so you probably wow. weren't able to get away with stuff like that. If you do that now, oh, man, you terrorist. Get shot. <laughs> you get shot and you get on Snapchat. <laughs> um, all right. So Texas Chainsaw takes the win. Um, let's see. What do we have? Let's do those two. All right. Next bracket. First category, Drop Dead Fred. This mm. is the old Nightmare on Elm Street. Versus the new Nightmare on Elm Street. Which is the better Freddy? Which is the scarier Freddy? This goes without saying. I mean, come on, man. <laughs> this is... um you can't beat a classic. Robert England against... Robert England versus Jackie Earl Haley. Yeah. Um, now, Jackie Earl Haley is a great actor. He's a great actor. He's a creepy actor. I think he... To tell you the truth, I mean, don't get me wrong. Robert England is a classic. I think that's why we all chose him. He was... Like, he entered our nightmares when he played Freddy. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I saw the remake, although I wasn't a big fan of the remake, I think Jackie Earl Haley's performance wasn't I've never bad. Seen it. I've never seen it, so I uh, I couldn't compare. Yeah. So I just went, you know, because no school like the old school. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Jackie Earl Haley, I think one thing that I really liked was the fact that his burn makeup looked more natural. Like it looked like real burn makeup. Mm-hmm. And because his face is burnt, it kind of messes up his speech. So when he talks, it's like his lips are like this. Like, oh, like know. he can't really move his mouth that much because he's so burnt. So I, I like those little details. I was like, all right, that's pretty cool. But I think overall execution, the movie just doesn't live up to what Wes Craven did. Wes Craven did some crazy, crazy cinematic shots in that movie. I mean, the, the the knives coming out of the bathtub when the girl's like oh, falling asleep man. and her her legs are wide open like that scared the shit out of me. Um, there's a great scene where um, I think it's Johnny Depp's bed. He falls in through the bed and then his bed starts like yeah. vomiting like blood. gallons and gallons of blood. Yeah, that's too much blood for anybody to have really. But okay. But it was like a <laughs> waterfall. But what was cool was that it was shooting upward. So what they mm. did was they shot the scene upside down, mm-hmm. and then in post they reversed it so to make it right side up again. Like that type of stuff, I think is all like it, that's always awesome. Um, the way they, you know, um, the way they got like really experimental with it. And I found out Wes Craven actually wrote that story based off of an actual story from the newspaper. There was a kid. I think he went missing. Or no, or I think he woke up and he had like marks on his body or something like that. Well, he he kind of got like to he is that, and then also the fact that he said when he was a kid, he said that like he had woken up from a nightmare or something like that, and I think him and his brother heard something outside the window, so they go to to the lookout and they see a guy with a trench coat and I think a hat just like Freddie. Mm. And he looks directly at them, and he stares at them right in the eye, and he smirks at them, and they just like backed up, like yeah. what the fuck was that? Yeah. But now he I don't never know. Really wore that jacket. I've only remember one movie of him wearing that trench coat jacket. Well, he never really wears a trench coat. It's just a sweater, right? I, no. No. Well, was, he. I, I know. He wore if, it once in one movie. I know. I know. If you have the the box set, you know how how some some like like they one through eight, them. yeah, it like creates an art piece. Uh-huh. On that set, you see him with his hands and his in, with the long trench coat. Oh, so yeah. I don't know what film it is, but it was the one that uh, oh, what's the name of that movie? 
the one that uh, it was like they were making the Freddy movie, but it was oh, Wes Craven's nightmare. nightmare. Yeah, that one he actually had on a trench coat because I remember when uh, he took off his hat, like uh, he was like some fucking Rat Pack guy, like hey, what's going on, <laughs> kind of shit. And I remember he had a trench coat, and I was like, oh man, look at him. And that was that came out around the same time I think, either it came out or I watched it around the same time as Dick Tracy, and I wanted a trench coat. Just like Dick Tracy, and he had a trench coat, but it was darker. And I'm like, oh man, everybody's wearing them. I need to get one. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so old school nightmare wins the, that uh, that round. Um, another category that's in that bracket is Power Walkers Halloween versus Friday the Thirteenth, because no matter how fast you run, means yeah. nothing to these guys, yeah. and all they do is walk, and they will still catch up to you and murder you. Um, Pat, you chose Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, and why? Why um, uh, Halloween ended up winning, but you chose yeah. Friday the Thirteenth. I chose Friday the Thirteenth because uh, his, I mean, he's got more creativity compared to Michael Myers because uh, Jason, he will uh, he will slam you against a tree while you're in a sleeping bag. Um, he will hang you from a tree while you're over a campfire. Um, what else will he? Will he? Oh. He'll shoot you with a bow and arrow. He'll throw an axe at you from long distance. Um, he'll 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 get he'll grab yeah that same axe and hit a guy in a wheelchair straight in the head and just let the guy go down the stairs. Yeah, he'll do you know he he's just so creative with his kills. It's like he's just having fun. He's just not killing just for the sport. He's doing it for fun. Um, I think I tr- I ended up choosing Michael Myers because. I think I saw Michael Myers at a really early age. I saw Mike one time we went over uh, my parents like had these friends. We went over their house and their kids were watching Arachnophobia and Halloween four. And I think that was the first time I was exposed to Michael Myers. And it was the scene in the beginning of the, the movie. Are they watching these goddamn movies for? I don't know if it was the month of October or what, but they decided to watch scary movies. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, the adults were in one room. All the kids were in the living room watching these movies. I remember watching Arachnophobia and the spider scared the shit out of me. And I was probably like five or six. Anthony, I think you were a baby. But um, they put on Halloween 4 and the movie starts with Jamie Lee Curtis's daughter. She wakes up. And she's having an or no, or I think she's having a nightmare. And then is it that she looks at the closet and he's standing in the closet? Like there's a flash of lightning. Yeah. So she looks at her closet and it's just like a dark pitch black room. It's a she's quick in, shot. And she, yeah, she's looking at her closet from her bed. And then there's a flash of lightning outside. And that flash of lightning, you see that he's actually standing in there staring at her. And I think that was like that was it for me. I was like, what? Is that he's a fucking perv? That's <laughs> what he is. That's what he is. Um, I think yeah. So I think ever since our, from an early age, I was always fascinated by Michael Myers. I think he's terrifying because of his mask, the fact that it shows no emotion. It was actually a William Shatner mask. Don't see it. Yeah, I, I don't. They, see they, it. they they painted it white and they removed some of the hair in the front. Um, and I think it's just. I'm a big fan of the first Halloween. I'm not that yeah. crazy about all the sequels, mm-hmm. but it's just that first one, which they're giving right now. It's the original one. That's the original one. There we go. Um, it's just the fact that he's like this unstoppable force of nature and he's mysterious. He just, you know, you look at the first Halloween. Well, first, let's compare it to like other movies like The Exorcist and The Shining. Exorcist and Shining are super scary because they're really complex stories. 
Halloween is the complete opposite. It's the simplest story. It's a guy stalking a babysitter Halloween night and he has a mask. Like that to me is just terrifying because it could really happen. And I think that's why I was always and was his, more scared was of Michael college, Myers. Uh, that was his college film, wasn't it? He did that in Oh, college? John Carpenter? Yeah, yeah he was he like, he was college. really young. That was like, yeah. Because yeah. I remember, uh, what you call it, uh, seeing pictures from the set. And it was just like college. They were all just, teenagers. Yeah, yeah they, they were, were all young. Their, and they they all their. were the ones helping out on the set. Like uh, Jamie Lee Curtis uh, yeah. in one of the documentaries, she says that they had to make, because they shot it in California, but they the movie's based in Illinois. Illinois. So they try to make it look like it's fall. So they like threw out all these dry leaves, but then they would have to like scoop them up. And Jamie Lee Curtis was saying that they would get the actors to do that for them. It's kind of like our movies. Like when we used to make movies, we used to do that same shit. Like everybody helped yeah. out. I mean, we n- we never really wanted the actors to help out, but they wanted to because uh, shoot, they had nothing better to do. <laughs> <laughs> they uh, either they help us do this, or it's going to take a long time to do it. And that was it. They helped us. Um, and you can't you can't go wrong with that soundtrack, man. Oh yeah. I forgot how to go. No, no, yours is what that was yeah. Friday the Thirteenth. <laughs> but why do you like Halloween so much? Uh, uh, yeah, it was. I watched it at an early age. Um, I fell in love with everything about it because it's there. There's no jump scares in the movie, so y- you don't know what to expect. Watching uh, Michael Myers like from a distance, going from one house across to the other street is it's pretty scary and what what yeah. that happened there's a there's a there's a scene no cutaways there's Is no cutaways walking? he there's a scene where the okay jamie lee curtis is babysitting two kids mm-hmm. one of the kids looks out the window mm-hmm. and across the street michael myers is just standing there and you don't really see him you just see his silhouette because he's standing in front of a light mm-hmm. and he's just staring at the kid and he like freaks out fucking <laughs> Her, and he's like, <laughs> and the kid's like, oh, it's the boogeyman, it's the boogeyman. Jamie Lee Curtis looks out and nothing. And I think they, when it's the next shot, it's you see him he, walking, you yeah. see him walking from the house, just crossing the street, and it's just like, oh shit, like it's like Jaws, like it's like that, dun dun dun, like he's coming, he's coming. He and like I said, he's this unstoppable force of nature. Yeah, and I was actually, I know this is, has nothing to do with Halloween, but. I was watching Terminator the other day, the first original one, and what's his name? Uh, James Cameron was saying how during that time, a lot of people wanted to do what John Carpenter did, how he made uh, like a stylistic horror film. And he kind of, if you think about it, Terminator is similar to Halloween. Terminator, you can kind of portray him as Michael. Yeah. He's out to kill this one girl mm-hmm. similar and then there's dr loomis trying to save it and then there's this guy from the future trying Reese. to save yeah he's trying to save uh hmm. sarah connor i mean I, I won't put it past james cameron because i mean he took pocahontas and made uh, avatar so <laughs> i won't put it past him <laughs> uh all right so halloween takes the win next bracket uh first category is silent but deadly this is the mist Versus the fog. Mm-hmm. Um, Anthony, what, what was it that you chose? I chose the fog. You chose the fog. Yeah. What what one? The mist. Oh, okay. But why the why why did you like the fog? 
the original one, not the remake. Uh, it seemed, I don't know, it was another John Carpenter film. Uh, What's the basis of that movie? There's like, like there's monsters inside the fog or something? Uh, yeah, yeah it was like, like dead pirates. Yeah, dead pirates. Like, go, yeah, something like that. They're I like think I've only watched that movie once, and it was on, it was on like television. I'm not talking about network television like ABC and stuff. I'm talking about like UPN, <laughs> WB kind of stuff. I don't, I can't like I haven't seen that movie in a while. But one thing I do remember was the soundtrack was pretty good, and it was just an '80s film compared to. And John Carpenter Mist, directed that too, right? Yeah, yeah. he did. And what the mist? That that's just one original film. That's a Stephen King. Stephen King. Oh, Stephen that's King a, story. yeah, right, right, right. Uh, the mist. I actually saw late, and it was because you guys, in school, mm-hmm. I think we were talking. I think I don't know why it was brought up, but I think Mike, we were having movie night, and then Mike brought up the mist, and I was like, you know, what? I never saw that movie, and everybody just looked at me like I was crazy. Yeah. And then Mike was like, yo, we have to see that movie next uh, next uh, movie night. And he was like, you just I'm not going to spoil it. You just got to wait until you see the ending and the end. Have you seen the ending? Yeah. The ending, yeah, the ending is good. awesome. And what's really cool was that. So the guy who directed the Shawshank Redemption and who was pretty much responsible of getting the Walking Dead comic book and turning it into a TV show. He was the one that directed the movie The Mist. He asked permission from sh- from Stephen King himself to change the ending to the ending that we saw in the movie mm-hmm. and Stephen King's like you know what I actually like that ending that's good do it so I think that's one of the movies well, that Stephen King it, actually approved it people hated it like uh, when, you know how they do like those was it viewing parties or something yeah uh, people hated that fucking ending man like people uh, said the majority of people just did not want to see it he actually filmed an alternative ending just so he can show like uh, the big wigs and he just never put it in the movie. And that ending was heart wrenching, man. <laughs> Those I remember were the movies that they did that. Uh, what other movie that they did that in? Uh, Dodgeball. <laughs> Film like a, a what you call it, uh, an ending, and just didn't go with it, kind of shit. So, yeah. I mean, it's pretty dope that he. I love that ending. I saw that because it was a sneak preview pass. Like somebody gave me a couple of tickets, and I was like, "Yeah, I got some sneak preview passes." No, I didn't get no passes. I was going to go watch another movie, and nobody was in the movie theaters to go see this sneak preview of the of the mist. So the girl who was at the the what you call it at the front desk said, "said Yo, hey, well, we have some sneak previews to go watch uh, the mist if you want to watch it." And it was like on Tuesday. I was like, "What's that movie about?" And I think I was with my homeboy Ejaz, Brandon, and Josh, and uh, Ejaz was like, "Oh." Some movie about some type of uh, somebody smoke or something. It was supposed to be like uh, the fog or something. So we went in there, dumb blind, <laughs> dumb blind, not knowing what the fuck we were watching. We watched, yeah, we watched that movie. Walked out of movie theater like, yo, <laughs> <laughs> that like, ending what is just crazy. Happened, man. I, I think this is one one detail that I, I think we shouldn't spoil for anyone. Yeah. If you haven't seen the mist, watch it. Watch The Mist and wait until the ending. The ending is going to throw mm-hmm. you off balance so bad. All right. So The Mist won Silent But Deadly. The next mm-hmm. category in that bracket is Not Human, The Thing versus The Blob. And the winner was The Thing. This one was kind of hard for me because I was like, I remember watching The Blob when I was a little kid. And that was the first horror movie I saw in which they actually show 
whatever the antagonist was, the blob, killed the little boy. And I was like, what? Kids are not supposed to die in horror movies. And the kid dies. It was like, it was heart-wrenching. I was like, man, this is terrifying. But the thing, I think, is just that movie that stands out, like, for the test of time, like, some of the best horror visual effects ever. It wasn't until recently that I saw the film from beginning to end because every time they would give it on TV, I I would always watch it, like, from the middle, so I never knew what was going on. But then... It's a really, really great film. Yeah, like and what what's cool is that it's like a good mystery film too, because yeah, you really you, don't know who you don't know you don't know who's in uh, who has this thing inside of them or who's uh, a normal human. They start turning on each other because they don't know who's who. Uh, yeah, and what's his name? Kurt Russell. I think he did mm-hmm. a really, really good job in yeah. the film. All right, uh, last bracket first. Uh, First category. This is gonna be fast. It was a hashtag blessed. It was the Exorcist. It was a this this category was a possession mm-hmm. category. We had the Exorcist going up against Fallen. I'm not even gonna get into it. Exorcist wins yeah. hands down, obviously. <laughs> and last bracket. Uh, I actually wanted to talk to you guys about this one. Build a wall. Predator versus Alien. You guys chose Predator, yeah. so Predator won. Why do you think? Why it's we call it Build a Wall for? Oh, never mind. Predators and aliens. <laughs> so, you guys chose Predator as the better horror film. Why? Uh, I don't know. It's something about Arnold Schwarzenegger that attracted me to that film more than... Nothing against Sigourney Weaver. But I don't know. He, he... Feminist out there. <laughs> Email us at wecentered <laughs> at gmail.com. I don't know. There's so many, I guess, because I grew up watching. They, for some reason, every Saturday, the mornings was always the action films for me. Mm-hmm. So I would always watch all the Arnold, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger movies and and so on. So I was always into Predator more than, than I was into Alien. What yeah. about you, Pat? Well, the same thing, what he said, uh, because... Um, I think Predator mixed up horror with uh, action because uh, it had all it had monster it had that monster that you really couldn't see unless he was actually moving and stuff like that, and then you just had Arnold Schwarzenegger. This is right off of the cusp of uh, Conan the Barbarian, so he was in full effect, and um, I remember seeing that movie and it was just a dope movie. It started off as an action movie. <laughs> with the with the same little thing with uh, oh we're going to I think they were in Vietnam right where, 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 they went to the no jungles. I think they were in South America South America I think it was somewhere in those South America were Asians though no those were eight that woman was Asian no, no that, there's Hispanic. a guy there's a guy on on their little squad that speaks Spanish I remember oh okay yeah. they were Spanish I believe, yeah. I believe. she looked Asian you know <laughs> okay well. Maybe that's a little bit of my racism coming out, <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, the Spanish, next, Spanish. They were Spanish. Yep. I gotta watch that movie again. But um, it started off with the action movie, then people just started dying slowly, and like, oh shit, people start dying in these obscure ways. <laughs> then you find out that it's an alien, and I'm like, yo, this movie is dope as shit. <laughs> I don't know. I still, even though Predator One, I still think Alien is a. Is it like Alien is a horror movie? Like, it was terrifying. You know, that movie just 
you know, the reason why I pick Predator is because it's too much thought into Alien. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's why I was like, ah, too much thought into that. Predator was just like straight Predator to the point. Predator was just. I can see someone pitching Predator coming up with that idea in one fucking night. Like, yo, Alien. Uh, he's a Predator. Okay, I like it. Uh, he's going after some people who are in uh, Vietnam, whatever, or some They're type of jungle. They're the prey. Yeah. He says, so it's basically Predator versus Predator. Yeah. Dude, we'll call the movie Predator. <laughs> and that's it. That's it. That's the name of the movie. They got the budget. They got they got the go ahead from Hollywood, and it says all we need to do is just sign off on some of these actors. That that's how the idea came up. You know, part. you know, originally dialogue was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> originally, the the predator was his legs were gonna be inverted. inverted. Yeah. Ugh. So if you, I think it's on the the DVD or Blu-ray. I think you could actually see uh, them in the suit. And the reason why they talk about it was Jean-Claude Van Damme was one of the stuntmen mm-hmm. that plays a predator. And they said that when he was starting off really? his career, mm-hmm. he wanted to become this action star, but then they needed him as a body, as a body double. Yeah. Yeah. As a stunt double. Mm-hmm. And he had to put on this weird inverted suit and he couldn't like, he wanted to show off his moves, but he couldn't because <laughs> the legs were inverted. So then they eventually had to change the, the suit up into what everybody but knows now. Jean-Claude Van Damme is a lot shorter than uh, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. I think they just did camera tricks. It was camera mm-hmm. angles. Um, all right. So we're not done yet. We skipped. Uh, are we on time? Yeah, we're doing good. Uh, we got to go back to By the Numbers. By the Numbers was Seven versus Silence of the Lambs. This, in my opinion, was like the hardest bracket or mm-hmm. the hardest category because seven is a great film yep directed by a great director mm-hmm. silence of the lambs was also a great film um you guys chose seven so seven ended up winning so why did seven win uh what's his name david david fincher yeah the finch what he did what he did to this film and one thing uh i was reading up on this film and somebody commented was you don't know exactly where this film takes place. Even though it looks like Los Angeles, they all they keep referring it to this place. Yeah. So and it most of the movie it's raining. It looks dark wherever they're at. Like so. I think I think he's trying to make it look ambiguous so that it could be taking place anywhere. Like it could happen anywhere. I think that was his way of Yeah, and it just I don't know, it's so gritty everything about it. Uh, and then and then I tried comparing the killers, John Doe to uh, Buffalo Bill, because even though it's Hannibal Lecter's like the star of the film, they're trying to capture Buffalo Bill in this yeah. film. What John Doe did was so grotesque, so obscure compared to even though getting people's skin and making clothes out of it is pretty weird. But I think what John Doe did, and to make it into the Seven Sins, Deadly Sins, yeah, yeah, Seven Deadly Sins is pretty uh, unique, pretty biblical, yeah, and that's why I liked it because uh, it played off of that whole thing. Like I grew up like going to church and stuff like that, and that whole uh, like I recently saw Seven in its entirety, like recently before I just saw like clumps here and there, but I finally sat down and watched the whole thing, and. The whole thing with the whole uh, biblical seven David, uh, seven David, <laughs> seven deadly sins thing. 
that got me. Um, now I now I really feel the pain about that whole scene about oh he didn't know kind of thing. Because usually <laughs> when I hear that, you know, I used to watch wrestlers, so I think of uh, DX. I said, oh, he didn't know. That's better call somebody. <laughs> do that, but uh, but now I'm like, oh man, he didn't know kind of things. And um, what else was it? Oh, the detail that went into it. The detail that went into actually making the movie. Um, John Doe, his book that he had, that he wrote down everything. David Fincher actually wrote down details in that in that book. He wrote he wrote actual like lines that a killer would say. And yeah. I'm not sure if you can actually get to that book now, but from uh, reading online, they said that you know somebody frees some of those pages, and they said that some of that shit is really dark. And and it was David Fincher that wrote it. Yeah, yeah. he wrote. Oh, he's a dark motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. And um, when I found that out, I was like, yo, he is extremely detailed. And all those shots, all those micro shots, uh, macro shots that you see, he actually did that himself. He sh- he shot that. He didn't have no uh, no camera guy on that. He did it himself because he thought that only he could do it better. No one could do it better than he could. And I thought that was dope as shit that he did that. Because not a lot of directors do that kind of thing. You know, because, uh, you know, they trust their DPs. Yeah, Seven and Silence of the Lambs was really hard for me. But I chose Silence of the Lambs because I think it's kind of like going off of what you were saying about Alien. There's so much thought in every shot. Everything has a double meaning. Everything is really poetic um i think it has some of the best uh cinematography and editing every shot every camera angle there's a meaning behind it there's a reason behind it if uh there's a low angle to the bad guy there's a reason for that if the camera there's times where the villain looks directly into the camera lens and there's a reason for that um also the editing is really really awesome towards the end when they're about to catch uh buffalo bill but i think it just it, it goes so deep when you watch Anthony Hopkins going into jo- Jodie Foster's mind. Like, they they hit some really, really dark places. And I think that was the reason why Silence of the Lambs, just, I remember it a lot more. Mm-hmm. But two versus one, seven wins. <laughs> there's, uh, if you watch, if you pay attention, there's like two nods to Silence of the Lambs in seven. There's a scene where they're, they find a print and they're in the lab or whatever and they're trying to find it and the guy's like this is gonna take probably two days for mm-hmm. you guys and then brad pitt's like they're explaining what do you think this serial killer did and he's like oh you know a dog probably told him to do it jody foster probably told him to do it so that was a little <laughs> not and then there's another one but i i haven't looked into it so i'm not sure but the scene where they are investigating the the kill where the guy puts on a strap on that has a blade at the end Mm -hmm. and they go to the store where it was made and the store's name is called wild bills leather Mm. that's what it's called so i'm like is that a nod to to buffalo Buffalo bill Bill? maybe i don't know that's pretty good yeah man they just kept asking him why'd you do it he's like he had a gun to my head he had a gun to my head Oh, and he just like freaks out. That's crazy, man. Yeah. You see? You're forced to have sex with this woman, and you know you're going to kill her if you do. That's really crazy. Oh, my God. <laughs> do, do you do you kill him if you're in Brad Pitt's shoes? Do you kill him? Oh, that guy? Yeah. 
Yo, yo, yo. Oh, no. I'm about to give that ending. Wait. I mean, this movie's come out a it's long 96, time ago. Yeah. Six, That's seven. 90s, yeah. I mean, he killed your wife. Put her head Oh, you're in saying... Oh, I thought you meant the guy that, that had the strap on. You no, mean I'm John Doe. Brad Pitt, do you would, kill would, him? Would you have shot John Doe? On top of hearing the news of your... Uh, not hearing the news. Seeing her head in a box. No, okay. It's the, the <laughs> and head, then not and knowing then, she was pregnant. No, that's what I meant by the news. Oh, hearing, oh. That, news. Oh, hearing yeah. that news. I don't know. Maybe the head in the box. Maybe I'll, I'll just break down and cry. But after hearing that she was pregnant, oh, I'm done. <laughs> but I think I think that's probably the reason why Seven lasted the test of time. Because it's that. It's the fact that you watch that movie. And at the end, after you watch that movie, you start thinking to yourself, would I have killed them? Like, yeah. I, I think that happens every time I watch the movie. And I, I still haven't come up with an answer. I like how, how uh, John, uh, John Doe actually plays out that scene. Because <clears throat> he, keeps, he keeps saying, I'm envious of your life. And you're pretty, like, you, you don't know why he's saying these things. Like, why is he saying that he likes his life? And or, like, he admires his life. Yeah, it's the last two sins. And then, oh, okay. And then Morgan Freeman's like, if you do it, you're going to complete the pattern. He's going to win if you kill him. And he kills him, which is the but, last sin, right? Yeah, but the, I think the way that he killed him was just so, like, it's that's unsatisfying. A, that's the reason why I still question it, because it's like, like, you gave him a good death, because it was yeah. instant. Yeah, he didn't feel any yeah, pain. Yeah, Morgan Freeman, if you watch it, he looks away during the whole time. He's he And he goes through the whole clip on him, da-da-da-da, and Morgan Freeman's just, like, facing the opposite direction, like, damn, man, what did you do? So... And then, and then there was that whole "What's in the box?" that line, which also stands the test of time. <laughs> I don't know. I would like to see different people say that line because I think Christopher Walken that'd be a good one. Brad Pitt saying that line kind of killed the mood a little bit. Maybe because I, I usually I told you I only seen its entirety like not too long ago, but when I see the clips, I'm seeing like. People, I'm thinking about people from other movies uh, making fun of that movie, or on SNL, <laughs> or just other friends saying that line. So it's always a, it was always funny to me. I've even seen that clip on YouTube, and it's always been funny to me. But um, I can see someone else playing that Brad Pitt part. If I think Brad Pitt did it, really well. Yeah. If they were to do a remake of that uh, of that movie, who could play Brad Pitt's part? Uh, pretty well. I would like to see Matthew McConaughey play that part. No, what's his name? Um, from from Prisoners, not Hugh Jackman. Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh yeah, mm. I, I think that'd be the same. I think yeah. that'd be the same because reason uh, I say that is because uh, I still see Jake Gyllenhaal as Bubble Boy with the. <laughs> Five million dollars. <laughs> Whatever he was saying in that movie. <laughs> I still see him as that guy, but I can see him doing that. Oh, um, who else? I mean, who else could you see doing that line? Uh, shit, doing doing that. Oh, Benedict Cumberbatch. I can see him. Le- Leo. What about Edward Norton? Leo. I can see him doing that. Edward Norton. Yeah, I could definitely oh, see yeah. him doing that. Um, let's go off book. What female could you see playing that part? What's that girl who was in Constantine? She played an angel. Tilda Swinton? Yeah, who we said that she could be a, a she perfect... Could play David Bowie? She could be a perfect David Bowie. <laughs> <laughs> That's not really going off book. 
Because uh, who else? Oh, what about name? the one who won all those Oscars? Meryl Streep. Meryl I think she might have been too old. No, what, what's you see her? I forgot her name. For, she's in Interstellar. She's the the daughter, but an older. Person. Oh, the redhead. Yeah, uh, her. Jessica Chastain. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. That's the reason. That's the reason why uh, that movie is the reason why I said that. Uh, I would like to see Matthew McConaughey play that part because his crying scene when he was driving away, and he touched the. Uh, the what you call it the I don't know the jacket and thinking that his daughter was in there that was the same scene when I was thinking like I'm like uh I mean he can cry and make it seem like it's like I feel sorry for you bro (laughs) (laughs) I feel sorry for you okay so I think that's about it yeah um in our next episode we'll go into the next round yep I hope everybody enjoyed that episode. What you're listening to right now is uh, Nightmare on My Street by Will Smith. Yes. And DJ Jazzy Jack. Which I just found out this song existed. Yeah. By Anthony. I never knew about this song. Was there a video for it or no? No, I didn't see a video. (laughs) Well, uh, I hope everybody enjoyed that bracket. The first first round is over. Um, Maybe your movies didn't make it. Maybe they did. Which is fu- which is okay if your movies didn't make it because it's gonna be in next year's scarefest. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's a lot of movies. There's uh, Hellraiser didn't make it. Uh, there there's some brackets that I had to leave out, like uh, it was like Chucky versus uh, the Puppet Master, Gremlins versus Critters. Yeah. But you know, I was thinking, uh, I was having a conversation with my friends and. Gremlins is a Christmas movie. Yeah, it's a Christmas movie. Yeah, because uh, we were thinking about obscure uh, Christmas movies, and Gremlins is one. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Krampus. Krampus. Uh, Die Hard. One and two, not three. Three, I think it takes place in the summer. And all these other movies are like Christmas movies. And I know we're going to do uh, a bracket list for the holiday season. Not really Christmas, but a holiday season one. And... Um, should be fun but this halloween one is dope as shit because uh i mean it's a it's a way to it's it's all about nostalgia really yeah. <laughs> it's all about nostalgia because uh we're we're at the time that uh everything all commercials all advertisement is geared towards us that's why they're bringing back all these different movies that uh we, we used to watch when we were little kids and all these things are coming back as in uh power rangers Speaking of Power what do you think about that trailer? <laughs> what do you think about it? I was it? actually surprised. It looks better than what I was it expecting. It looks good, right? Yeah. I don't understand these people who are saying, like, oh, Hollywood, Hollywood touched this thing again. Yo, they wanted nice it to touch. be like cheesy and uplifting. Watch the old one, then. Yeah. Watch this, the old movie. Yeah. Hollywood touched this movie in a good way. Not like a Donald Trump way. This is a good way <laughs> that Hollywood touched this movie. <laughs> like, they. I saw the trailer and I watched it two times just so I could make sure. What did I text you? I texted you that it was yeah, it was a mix between um, uh, Breakfast Club meets Chronicles. Was that the movie? Yeah. yeah, Chronicles meets uh, Stranger Things because it was all those things put into one. The reason why I call it Breakfast Club is because you know they did they meet in on detention a on a Saturday kind of shit. Um, Chronicles because they're getting these powers and they don't know what the fuck to do with it. And Stranger Things because um, because it's strange as fuck. <laughs> and on top of that, what's the name? Uh, who's, the, who's the person who can't read it? Repulsa? Is it this thing? Yeah. She looks dope as shit. Yeah. 
she looks dope as shit. That whole scene when she was hovering over the bed, saying that I've killed rangers before. Yeah. I was like, oh my gosh. It's not a kid's movie. Yeah. <laughs> did you and, did, and they announced who's gonna do the voice of Alpha Five? You heard who it was? Cool. Bill Hader from SNL. Ay 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 ay. Yo, he's pretty good with those voices, yeah. man. All right, man. That's dope as shit. But uh, I hope you guys uh, stay tuned for next week's episode. And uh, we'll catch you later. Come on. Come on, Jeff. Answer. Come on, man. Jeff, it's Chris, man. Jeff, wake up. Jeff, wake up. What do you want? Jeff, wake up, man. Listen to me, Jeff. Jeff, listen, Jeff, would you listen to me? Whatever you do, don't fall asleep.